Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane, host of the Mental Performance Mastery Podcast here, and I couldn't be more excited to welcome my friend, Sean Brady, mixed martial artist, UFC top 10 ranked fighter to the Mental Performance Mastery Podcast. Sean recently came off of the biggest fight of his career in a dominant win over another top 10 opponent in Kelvin Gastelman. In this podcast, Sean opens up about his mental health, his mental performance training, and what the drills are that he does to create an unbreakable mindset. He talks about mental imagery, visualization, his routine, how he uses success hotline, mental performance daily, how he refers to his affirmations and trains them in the sauna, the cold tank, as well as when he's out on runs. He's gonna talk about his use of the 30-day athletes program, mind movies, concentration grids, the success checklist, and more. The dangers of outcome thinking, the challenges that you can run into if you put expectation over execution, and how to not fight to not lose or fight to win, but to just fight because you love to fight. One of the best podcasts we've ever recorded about having something to go to to create an edge. Here's Sean Brady top 10 UFC fighter. Sean Brady, thanks for joining us on the Mental Performance Mastery Podcast, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Brian. It's been, uh, it's been a long time, man. I've been listening to your stuff for a while. We've been working together for a while. It's cool to finally be on one of these episodes. I've heard, I've heard you talk to so many great people that I've listened to. So yeah, it's cool to be on it myself. Yeah, especially getting you on after you went out there and dominated Kelvin Gastelman uh, in your most recent fight, which we'll get to, man. But what what a what a journey that it's been, you know, for you going fifteen and zero when you're to start your career, and then you fly you fly over to Abu Dhabi of all places to fight in a big fight with Bilal Muhammad and take the first loss of your career, and then we start kind of getting together and, and work together. So what what was sort of the tipping point, Sean, of like when you were like, man, I, I need to get a mental coach. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like the physical has always been there, you know, like I train super like coaches. I'm like an ideal student, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to be told what to do. My coaches aren't calling me to come to practice. Like I'm not like, I'm very motivated in my own ways and I love to train. So training was covered. Physical was covered. You know, I'm always in the gym. I'm always ready to fight. But um, when I flew over to Abu Dhabi and even before that, like you always have self doubt. And uh, I just didn't know what it like. I just didn't know what it was. And I didn't know that other fighters felt the same way that I felt. I've heard it a few times, but I'm, I would always be like, man, like am I a pussy? Like, I, I know I'm not scared to fight, but then when it would come fight time, I'd have all these nerves and all these things. Like I couldn't control. And usually I could control them to where I'd get in there. Obviously I won. 15 times as a professional fighter, five times as an amateur. So I've, I've won 20 straight fights in a row. And then I go to Abu Dhabi and um, man, my mind just wasn't right. Like uh, I, I trained as hard as I could. I did everything I physically right. But I was having dreams that I was losing the fight and I couldn't, but usually I could like snap out of it and I could just never snap out of it. And then uh, while I remember being in the fight, and things weren't going my way, which looking back, I've watched the fight and they were going my way. It was a close. I was winning. I thought a lot of people thought I won the first round. They just weren't going exactly how I wanted them to go. And then I get caught with a big punch and I was completely fine, but I just, I didn't throw back. I was just frozen. And I kind of like, not just like, I kind of quit on myself because I didn't have things to go to, you know, and um, I was mentally beat before I went into the fight. It uh, Walking out, like I was, the entire fight week was just fucked, you know, mentally I was just fucked. And uh, so after that fight, I knew that it was time to, to, to figure it out, you know, because I couldn't go on the way I was going. Yeah. Two things you mentioned there, you know, and just in my, my experience in the UFC, obviously I've been blessed <laughs> to have worked with guys like you and George St. Pierre and Cowboy yeah. and Rich Franklin and Vitor and Michael Bisbing and Rose Namajunas. And I've had a chance to work with some of the best of the best, you know, eight, yeah. eight that have ended up winning the gold and how many of them have lost a fight before it started. Yeah. Right? Like George sure. talking about losing the fight to Matt Sarah the first time, oh. Hughes the first time, you know, Rich Franklin talking about fighting Anderson and, um, you know, the fight losing it before it started. Unpack that for a second, Sean. What makes you say I lost the fight before it started? just not believing in my, in my skills or almost like having like an imposter syndrome. Like I knew going into that fight that I was fighting the number five guy in the world. 
I started to think about afterwards. I'm like, all right, if I beat this guy, I'm going to either be – because Bilal just weighed in today for the backup for the title. He's fighting for the belt next. So I start to think about all the shit. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to be next for the belt. And then, like, all these things just started to compact. And I'm like, man, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. And then we're at fight week. And then we're at the press conference. And I'm up there with all these people. And I'm like, fuck. Like, this is just – it was just a lot. And then, um, yeah, I just felt like I just mentally wasn't ready. And it was just the weirdest feeling, you know. I was just – I knew – I. I like almost knew I was going to lose, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, I didn't want to lose, but I knew I was going to, going into it. It was, but when I did finally lose, it was like this weight off of my shoulders, you know, because I never lost before. And before that, I was almost fighting just, I was fighting not to win. I was fighting not to lose, if that makes sense. Like, everyone, I, everyone put so much pressure on me, and I put so much pressure on myself. Like, you're undefeated. Every time you win, it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And um, I had so many expectations going there. And because I know I'm better than Bilal, I'll beat Bilal nine out of 10 times. It just so happens he beat me the one time that I counted. But um, yeah, I just, I had so many expectations and it just weighed on me so heavy that I just couldn't hold it anymore. And after the fight, I knew. I was like, this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me. Like I said it to myself. I said it to multiple people. I'm like, this is going to change my life. And it did. You know, it's, man, there's so much to unpack there, Sean. Shit, you were saying, I lost a fight before it started. I'm fighting to lose versus fighting to win. And I yeah. want our listeners to know, hey, there's a third option there. You can fight not to lose. You can fight to win. And you can fucking fight to fight. And you can yes. fight because you love to fight. Yeah. And you can fight free. And you can fight in the present, yeah. which you did. Right? And that's where talk, I fought Saturday. Yeah. And talk about the difference between fight not to lose, fight to win, and just fight because you're a fucking fighter. And just like, I think the biggest thing of all that is being present, you know, like obviously like we did a lot of that going into this. Like I was so, I was looking in the past, I was looking in the present in Abu Dhabi, I was looking in the future. Like I was thinking about all these different things besides like what was right in front of me. And this week or two, less than two weeks ago, I go out with my team and it was just the most focused and present I've ever been doing anything in my life. Even that training camp, like I've just come to learn and enjoy every single step. And when you go in there, like I see it in guys that I train with, like we all do it. Like we lose focus, but for, I knew for 15 minutes, I was going to be as focused as I could on the task at hand. And that's what won me that fight. And I went in there thinking like, I remember being in the locker room and I'm like, if I lose, like I, like I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to fight my fight. And if it's not enough, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something else out there for me. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there would be a reason that I was supposed to lose this fight, but I knew I was not supposed to lose this fight. And, but I went out there knowing that if it happened, I'd be okay with it, you know, because I was going to do everything I could, but if he was a better man than me, so be it. October 22nd, uh, 2022, Bilal Muhammad was not a better man than me. I beat myself. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just, there's just two different Sean Brady's and Sean Brady, December 2nd, will kill Sean Brady from October 22nd. Well, and you see that, right? You see that with GSP when he fought Hughes, one and yeah. two and three. You see that when he fought Sarah. And it's really funny. GSP, how you, my, you, that's my, that's right, my, idol, right? man. So well, I've, I've seen it. You're talking about fight my fight. I mean, it's the same thing he's saying in the press conference after he beats Josh Koscheck at UFC. Yeah. I think it was 74, right? In our first mm-hmm. fight together where he's saying, my goal Smoke is to go out there and fight my fight, right? Yeah. And then I remember yeah. working with Keith Jardine when he beats Chuck Liddell. I want to say it was UFC mm-hmm. 78 in Anaheim. And I remember that morning of the fight, um, I'm hanging out with Keith, you know, and he's like, yeah, here's what I realized, man. Ultimate effort is ultimate victory. He goes, I yeah. don't control the outcome tonight but I'm going to give every fucking thing I got in that cage with Chuck Liddell tonight. And he goes out yeah. and wins and it was a massive upset, yeah. time, you know? Yeah. So that idea of ultimate effort is ultimate victory. That idea of you know, fight not to lose, fight to win, just fight to fight because you're a fighter. Yeah. It's what you do. It's yeah. what you love. Stay in the present moment. Let go of the outcome and the expectation and get into the execution. Talk about Sean, if you would, the pressure of expectation and the freedom of just execution. Yeah, I mean, the pressure, and it it almost, it could have gotten worse. If I didn't, like, do what I did, get with you, really work on myself uh, and my mind, it could have gotten worse because it, I had all these expectations to win after I beat Bilal, then I'd lose, okay? Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting ready to fight. When we first started together, I was going to fight Michelle Pereira, super dangerous guy. People are like, oh, this is a horrible fight for Sean. I, then I get hurt. 
can't make it to that fight. Jack, two weeks out from the Jack fight, everyone, people were telling me I'm going to get knocked out by Jack. I get an injury in my elbow, can't fight Jack. Now I'm fighting Kelvin, and every, Kelvin's knocked out. Michael Bisbin, he's knocked out all these guys. Took Israel Adesanya, who's a weight class above, to a split decision. Almost won the middleweight belt. Knocked out Tim Kennedy. Knocked out all these guys, and everyone's telling me, like, I don't read comments, but you see them. Like I'll be just yeah. scrolling down, and I'll see MMA Junkie because I follow it, and it'll say Sean Brady's getting knocked the fuck out. Sean Brady's getting this. Sean Brady, so. The expectations, if I would lit, if I didn't work on my mind with you and everything, I could have let all that come in and it could have made it even worse. But I went out there like, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. If I lose the fight, but if I give it all my effort, I don't care because at the end of the day, my wife's going to still be there. My family's still going to be there and my team's still going to be there. Mm. But if I go out there and I fold because I'm not ready mentally, then I won't be able to forgive myself. But that wasn't the case, um, and that's never going to be the case again. If I lose, maybe someone's better than me that night, but it will never be because I beat myself. Yeah, it's the power of id gaff, right? And I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. there's a lot of strength yeah. and power that comes to that, and it's freeing and allows you to compete in the present moment, whether it's in the octagon, whether it's between the lines of a football field in the NFL, whether it's on the ice in the NHL or in a yeah. batter's box in a, in a major league baseball game, right? Like I don't yeah. give a fuck is yeah. freeing and powerful, and you know that's reality, right? So it's um, you know you talked about having belief to you, Sean, maybe, maybe right now versus Sean of a year ago or two years ago, where does your belief come from now? And where did it come from before? It always, it's still then. And now always comes from how hard I train and all the work I put in. But now like where before, like I almost didn't, like people would tell me how good I was. And I almost didn't believe it. I'm like, I believed it, but I'm like, I don't know. And I kind of walk around with like my shoulders rolled and then I'd go in there and I'd maul people. But now I walk around, I'm like, I don't like being the center of attention, but I do walk around and I carry my head held high because like I worked very, like more than half of my life to be where I'm at now. And I work my fucking ass off to be here and I need to carry myself like that, you know, and it's just me believing in myself. And yeah, I'm a great fighter, but I'm also a great person. And just, just carrying that aura of myself, like, like I'm a bad motherfucker and I know I am, but um, I also don't think I'm fucking the, like I don't like try to get caught too much in my own hype. And that's why I train so hard. So yeah. it all just comes from me training super hard, always being a per, being an athlete, like, and being a professional athlete. It's, mm. it's my job to go to sleep on time, wake up on time, eat, do all, do all these things right. 365 days a year. And that's where my confidence comes from. Mm. Whereas before I would still do all those things, but I wouldn't believe in all of it. And now I'm just like, I know I do all the right things. So there's no reason for me not to believe in myself. You know, there's nothing else I could be doing that would make it better. Yeah. And, you know, you've mentioned earlier, having something to go to the process over the outcome. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much better would you say your process is as a professional athlete from investing into mental performance than it was beforehand? I mean, it's so much better and it's just so, it made my process better because now I have, like you said, like I went through success just through the success check, the, uh, what the um, the habit share success hotline, your your podcast, everything, like religiously the the grids, everything, and now it's just part of my my everyday life. Whereas before, like I'm like I'm on top of this stuff, and like I had to make it habits, but now it's just it's just part of my life, you know. And um, it doesn't feel like I don't have to work at it. It's just what I do. The even all like the mental imagery, the the audiobooks, all the the mind movies, it's all just it's all just reinforce reinforcing all the stuff I already do and making it just easier for me, you know? And yeah, it's it's just I'm just a completely different person. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's very cool. Really cool. And you know, so so you we go back to, to when you and I met, right? So you you mm -hmm. go to Abu Dhabi, underperform, lose your first fight, come back. What made, how did you land? I never even, I never even asked you this, but how did you, how did you come across me? How did you land on, on us getting together? Gabe. Uh, so Gabe, so I was training with Gabe. That was our first training camp together. Yep. And, um, like I talked to him afterwards. I'm like, dude, like I, like, it was just like, I was all my mind in my head and everything. He was like, listen, he was like, and he told me shit. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't realize how many guys felt the same way I felt, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, Lane has a guy. This guy has a guy. 
all these different people who I look up to. Like, I didn't know George worked with people. I didn't know all these guys had like a lot of people, like a lot of people use mental performance coaches like you and whoever else, but a lot of guys don't. And if they do use them, a lot of guys don't like to talk about it. So especially in MMA. So Gabe referred me to you. And then, well, first I asked him, I said, do you think he'll be good for MMA? And he said, yeah, he, uh, he worked with GSP. So I think he'll, he'll be good for you. And then I'm just, I was sold like yeah. Gabe's the best. He is, uh, he's changed, like he's changed my career too. in the way I train, but yeah. So he was the one, he said, Brian's your guy. And then yeah. it was history. Yeah. You know, and for the coaches listening, Gabe, Gabe and I's connection, we both went to Cal state Fullerton. We both studied yeah. under, under Ken Revisa, Gabe yep. being, being a, a military guy. We got connected, you know, he's now a strength coach and we got connected, never even met in person. I was there before he was, I'm older. Yeah. Um, and then we got connected and hit it off. And I remember him calling me and going, Hey man, I got, I got some athletes that need some mental performance work. And obviously Ken's no longer with us. Can you take these guys on and hit it yeah. off from there and fucking here we go. You know? So yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's the power of just, again, for me, always coming back to, man, like being aligned with Ken Revisa has, has been the number one thing that's allowed me to do the mental performance yeah. work I'm doing, you know, and he was, yeah. sure he was watching down uh, on your fight December 2nd and going, yeah. fuck yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's one of the guys in the army, you know, that's doing the work. Yeah, I, I've heard you, I've heard you say his name so many, so many times and uh, Dr. Rod Gilbert, like there's so yeah. many people like I, that I've just been exposed to through you. That's just made my life so much better, you know? Yeah. Talk about success hotline. You call Dr. Rob Gilbert three minutes a day. What benefit yeah. has success hotline been for you? Man, it's, there's always like, there's always something good. Like there's always, there's been times where I've called that and like, I'll be, I would either be driving to practice or coming home or in the sauna and things would just click. And it was always like something that I could take and apply to, to my life or my career. And, um, yeah, I always kind of just look forward to calling it, you know, because you never kind of knew where you're going to get. Like he does, um, he does like weight loss challenges. He does all these things, like all these cool things. And I'm like, man, this guy does this. Every he's not a young, a young, a young man, you know. And yeah. he's doing all these things, and then he's giving out info for free seminars and to call him at this time. And he just seems like he really, really. If you want to get better, he's going to help you get better, you know. And um, yeah, it's. I, I love it. I call it every day. He, I know he does the, there'll be times where I call it too early in the morning though. Like I'd call it the night before and I'd hear the same message. I'm like, shit, he didn't upload it yet. So <laughs> that's how much I was, that's how much I call it though. You know, yeah. uh, it's, and it's not like people, it's not like, Oh, I have to call a success hotline. It's like, I get to call it, you know, and I enjoy yeah. doing it. And it's yeah. just, it's just part of my day now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And in success hotline, something I've met, I've came across, remember clear as day. First time I heard Dr. Gilbert speak and met him March, 2006 at a Sheridan hotel in Burlington, Vermont at a leadership conference. And I went, yeah, this guy has a hotline where he leaves a three minute message on our answering machine every day. So I've been calling for almost for 18 years, you know, 18 years. I've met the guy twice, 18 years. He's been impacting me, you know, and then that's ultimately what motivated me to start mental performance daily. And, you know, the mental performance daily podcast, the sister podcast, this two to three minutes a day. How have you used that as a part of kind of your mental performance training? Same thing. Like there's been so many times where you would do either like mini seminars with different fighters or just different, but it's, it's not like a long form, like I can do long form podcasts. Like I always do them, but it's just two or three minutes of, of just a little something that you might just need for that day, just to re just to give you that extra push. Or Mm. if you're kind of feeling sorry for yourself about something, or you don't feel like training, that might be like just that little more motivation. So yeah, that I would do your, yours, uh, success hotline every single morning or like depending on in the day. But there was a point where I was doing those two and the secret all just in the, in the sauna first thing in the morning, just getting my mind right, you know? And um, yeah, like I said, they're just, it's just part of my day now. It's just, if you go on my, my Spotify, it's all just, it's just right there, you know? Yeah. And it's amazing for mental performance coaches that are listening to this, right? I mean, Sean is, in the, one of the top 10 fighters in the world in his division, right? I mean, this is an opportunity for mental performance coaches to hear this, that this fucking guy is one of the best in the world at what he does. And he's opening up here and talking about what he does from a mental performance standpoint, you know, and just like Lane Johnson did, just like Jake Fraley's done, like, mm-hmm. and, and 
I hope these coaches are, are hearing what you're saying, but then also hearing how you're doing this. For example, when you said, when I get in the sauna, it's mental performance daily, it's success yeah. hotline, it's a concentration yeah. grid. You yeah. have stacked habits. You're doing not just sauna work, but you're doing those and the highlight video yeah. and the affirmations yeah. and the mental imagery all in the sauna probably while you're doing that. So, you know, that doesn't happen by accident. Sean mm -hmm. is able to do all of this mental performance training in the same amount of time that most of his opponents are sitting in a sauna for 20 minutes dicking around on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, we've even had signs with my affirmations writ written down in my sauna, but now like I have them memorized. So I don't, mm. I don't need it, but I would, you wanted me just to see them. And yeah. then, like you said, I'd be doing my affirmations in the cold for, I had it down to one point in my camp where I knew if I said, if this was way more than three, it was like, I think we had like six or eight affirmations. And I had it timed out. If I did it on a, if I did all six of them, six times, it was three minutes. And I knew my cold, my, my, uh, my cold plunge would be done then. And I would time it. But then I knew exactly how long it took me to say them. And I would just say them to myself. And I knew that I was done with my my cold plunge. So that's badass. It, it's not like it's not hard. People just make it harder than like you can make the time, you know. But like yeah. you said, you just stack, you just stack them on other things you're doing. Do them driving, do them first thing in the morning in the sauna. Like you're not doing shit anyway in the sauna. Yeah. You're just sitting there. Yeah. So you might as well get something out of it. Yeah, it's it's and that and that's that's one of the biggest differences I think that I've made in my work recently is looking at like asking how long are yeah. you in the sauna? How long are you in Normatec boots? How long are you in the PBM red light bed? Right, and then yeah. going, what are you doing in there? Okay, this is where we're going to do this. This is where we're going to do this. Yeah. So I'm trying to help you create the trigger for when you're going to do it. And I remember, you know. Shit, back in 06, working with GSP, Dr. Gilbert had a book called, if you want to win tomorrow, read this book tonight. Mm -hmm. And, and George was like, ah, you know, I, I, I can, I listen to it. I'm not big much with reading. And I'm like, shit, there's no audiobook. I'll make one. So I recorded the, if you want to win tomorrow, listen to this book tonight. And he would listen to it driving to Montreal. Cause he'd get stuck yeah. in traffic, going to different gyms yeah. and shit, you know? And it was great because he got so many reps at it. And I think if you just yeah. look at taking the time that you have and allocating the time that you could to do some of the mental performance training, it's going to be a natural fit. Sean, I love the six affirmations that you're saying in the cold tank. I never even thought about that. You know, that's, yeah. that's one where it's like, inhale, say an affirmation as you know, yeah. and then exhale, yeah. inhale, say an affirmation, yeah. exhale. Yeah. So it's like six breaths, 10 seconds, roughly yeah. you're going through it three times and you're out. Like, that's genius, bro. I'm going to take that. Thank you. Yeah, no, that that was perfect. And even I told it the 30 and I even had at one point I had the 30 day on there because I went through the 30 day so many different times. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. we worked together for over a year almost at this point, but we never even got the fight because I got hurt twice. Then my my infection in my arm. So I went through your program mm. so many times that I would just it, it'd be on in the sauna and then it'd be success hotline and then it would be the mental performance daily podcast right the short one after that because like you said you have a long one and yeah. um yeah like now i just every like just the way we're talking i just look back i'm like man like i just have all these things that i that i can go to and that i use you know talk same thing sorry go ahead, go ahead. no go ahead, go ahead the 30 day program talk about the 30 day program you go through it the first time right you go through the manual you go through and you watch the videos and you make the notes and then how would you hit that every single day? Like, how did you build that in your routine? So you would touch it every day. Yeah. So it's, it's the videos. Like they were always kind of like right around like, like four to eight minutes. Some of them were longer. Some of them were a little bit shorter, but I always got it in every day. And like you had us we'd write down notes and then you'd also make it even easier. You'd give us cliff notes mm -hmm. of what, kind of that video was so i would do one video and then the next day do another video but i'd always kind of just go back through it and look at like what stuck out that day you know what um like if it was like the red green yellow lights like like what like or whatever i took the most same thing out like out of a podcast like try to write down whatever i took out of that the most and just go back and and look at it so mm. yeah i mean for 30 days it's it's eat but it's easy like people hear that, like oh i have to do that every day it's like the videos are short like it's not and even after all that you have the the longer form uh on the 10 pillars that i was going through my last camp because yeah. we went through the 30 days so many times you know so you make it super easy like there's just so much there's so many things you can do it's 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 not hard yeah it's just it's just are you wanting to fucking work is what it is yeah
Yeah. And if you and I've even and I've caught myself though too. Like I would listen to it, and by the end of it, I'm like, man, I was drifting off. Like I don't really, and I'd pull it back Mm -hmm. and I'd listen to it again. You know, so I've listened to one video multiple times because it's I'm human. It's easy just to to drift off and. Or same thing, like not be present for like you're you think you're present, but you're not because then you're like, fuck, I don't even know what he just said. So <laughs> I'd pull back and I'd watch it again, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, and you have to just be honest with yourself too. Like, like I wasn't listening to that, and yeah. don't check it on your fucking habit chair that you did listen to it if you were if you were bullshitting, you know. Yeah, because I'm the same thing. I'll get up, get on the treadmill in the morning, and I'll walk and I'll read. Discipline equals freedom. Daily mm-hmm. Stoic, the book, The Daily Dominator. Mm-hmm. I'll go through my own own podcast and then I'll go, okay, when I go to check it, I go, what was the main takeaway from that? And if I don't yeah. have one clear, I'll go, I'll go back and hit it again. But it's yeah. all those are, that's, it's not only the content that you're getting, that you're absorbing on a daily basis. It helps with the mindset, right? And helps with the 10 pillars. It's also the fucking practice of having to be present to go through it and get something. Yeah. Out, you know? Yeah. And that's the same thing with like the, the secrets. Like they're hard and you have to be super focused on what you're doing. Cause same thing with that. I've gone through it and I'm like, and I would get lost for a second. I'm like, fuck like, and I would restart it because I lost my train of thought, you know? Mm. And then I would just be super locked in and I'm doing that in the sauna too. And it's hard, but you have to be super present, especially when you're doing three, five minute rounds of it. Mm. Those fucking numbers are small, you know? Mm. So like you're looking and one could be staring you right in the face and you you can't see it, you know. So you have to take a step back, and so yeah, it's there. There, it's the same thing. It's just being present in what, whatever you're doing. Yeah, let's talk about concentration grids for a second. And if people go to to briancane.com slash c grid c g r i d, you can see exactly the drill that Sean's talking about here. And it's a drill where for a UFC fighter, Sean has three five minute rounds with a one minute rest in between. And we create a 10 by 10 grid. So a hundred numbers. And he's got to sit there in the sauna under stress because of the heat. And he's got mm-hmm. to focus and cross off zero, 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 one, zero, two, all the way through. Now we could also simulate that where you've got to, we didn't do this, but you could do this moving forward to start training again, as you can go backwards 99 to zero, that'll really fuck with you. And then you, yeah, can, yeah. you can go even numbers and then you can go yeah. odd numbers. Right. Yeah. So it's like, there's, there's a lot of different stimuluses to it. And I think as we continue to go and you start getting into these five round fights, right, it's going to be zero to a hundred. And then, yeah. it's, then as the rounds get harder, it's going to be 99 to zero or, or yeah. you know, go, so zero to 99, 99 yeah. to zero yeah. odd, even, and then, then, you know, probably zero to a hundred. So yeah. or zero to 99. So talk about like, you know, using the concentration grid to help you lock in that focus under the stress of the sauna for five minutes, you would do it, take a minute off, do another one. You're literally simulating 15 minutes of focus doing the concentration grids in the sauna. Did you feel like that helped set you up to be more focused for the 15 minutes in this fight, maybe compared to other ones? Yeah. A hundred percent. Just because my mind was just locked in, like knowing like, all right, like I'm getting in the sauna. I have 15, I'm going to do 15 minutes of work. And I know that when I go to practice, like whether we're doing five, five minute rounds or whatever, like it's, it's the same thing. Like one's going to be physical and mental at the same time. And one's just going to be mental, but it's on the same, it's the same level. Like I know I have to be super locked in or else I'm never going to get through that fucking secret, you know, and I'm just going to be staring at it and I'm going to get hotter and sweatier and my phone's going to be slipping. So you have to get through it, you know? And, uh, yeah, so it just taught me how to be super, super present for 15 minutes. And not even 15, I would break it down into a minute or five minutes, you know, just take it one step at a time, especially because when you go and fight, there's so much going on in that five minutes. But in between, you have that one minute break, but you you have three coaches who are trying to talk to you. So you're trying to take in all this information. You have to be present in that one minute as well. So you take a breath, but you have to be present there too. So it's all about like, trying to be present and be where your feet are at all times. And I try to bring that into my life now, whether I'm in my car or with my wife, whatever I'm doing, just enjoying whatever I'm doing at that moment. One of the things you just mentioned is I come back to the corner. I got one minute. I got three coaches peppering me with information. I got to take a breath. How important Sean has the deep breath become for you, whether it's in that moment, whether it's when you feel yourself getting stressed out, stressed out outside of the cage or it's like when you're in the cage or in the locker room before you go, how important has that breath been to you to be able to like just reset your mindset into the present? It's huge. Just going in. We did, we would do the the box breathing. We did the five by five. Was it the five by like? 
five in, five in, five hold, five out, five hold again. So four, four by five, I guess, if, if that's what yeah, it is. Five, but yeah, five by five, yeah. Five. Yeah, so, I mean, that's huge. And I remember just going into the locker room every time I had to go to the bathroom, and I'll just stare in the mirror, and I'll take a deep breath, and I'll hold it. Sorry, I got some mucus in my throat. You're good. That time of year, buddy. I got my dog, I do. I, I was, I had for three weeks before my fight, I didn't have any taste or smell. So I was, uh, I was like, shit. But no, so I remember being in the bathroom and I was just taking these deep breaths and just staring at myself. And I was saying my three affirmations right there. I'm like, I control what I can control I tr and trust my training. I'm aggressive and always moving forward. And I'm confident, cocky, motherfucking Rocky. And like I said, the, it, the list used to be way longer. And I would yeah. say all of them. But you threw in that last one just to keep it shorter and just to make – and I would laugh at myself. I'm like – and that's the whole point of it was to not be too serious, you know. Yeah. And I would just stare at myself and be like, like, do that and, like, let's fucking go. And, yeah, but the breath is huge because in the sauna and the cold and a fight, if, you, if you're not controlling your breathing and you're not controlling your heart rate, your heart rate's going to spike, you're going to have an adrenaline dump and – your arm, you're going to get muscle pump in your arms, your arm, your body's going to fill up with that lactic acid and then you're fucked, you know? So Especially you have to control all that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I think that, you know, I love how you could rip off those three affirmations, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I put you on the spot just the other day, I had a major league baseball player yep. in the office and we were talking about here, um, the importance of knowing what to say to yourself, right? Talking to yourself, not listening to how you feel, but talking to yourself and dictating and directing your mindset yeah. through self-talk. And I said, look, I, I literally in the office, I go, let's call Sean, see if he yeah. answers. He might be training. Yeah. I'm going to put him on the fucking spot and ask him his three affirmations. And yeah. you just ripped it off like that, you know? And yeah. then I hung up on you and I, I looked at him and I go, that's what it sounds like. Goes, yeah. Oh shit, yeah. that's awesome. And you did, you've done it to me. I remember I was leaving practice one day and you just called me and same thing. So, and I was in camp, I was leaving the yeah. gym. So, but yeah, like it's, I, I love it, man. It's, it's changed my life for sure. Talk, talk about, you know, like, like breathing and meditation, right? So the five by five boxes, meditation, six to eights and meditation. Are you a guy that takes time and just, you know, you've talked about meditation in the sauna, in the cold <laughs> tank, but is there, is there also like a meditative practice that you have where you'll just sit and get quiet and just sit and breathe, not cold tank, not sauna? So now same thing from you. I got the, I got the red light and now I've kind yep. of been doing it in the red light, you know, yep. um, where I'll just, I'll sit there five minutes, three to five minutes, however long I'm doing it. And same thing. I'm, and though, and that one, I'm kind of not, I'm not trying to do anything like those ones. Like I'm saying my affirmations, mm -hmm. I'm working on my breath. I'm kind of just in the red light, just trying to sit there and almost like be, be present, but almost like just not be present, you know, just, just be in that moment of just sitting there in silence and like how you were talking about doing the float tank. I would mm. assume it was kind of, it kind of be the same thing. Like just let my mind just kind of be free, you know, if, yeah. um, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like practicing, practicing non-judgment. Yeah. Like my mind's yeah, yeah, going to yeah. go where it goes and I don't give yep. a shit. And I'm and not that's okay. And, yeah. And that's what I've learned too. Like it's okay to know, to drift off, but just mm. bringing yourself back. Like when you drift, come back. If I'm in a yes. round and something goes bad, that's okay. Come back to it. Bring it back. If my mind drifts when I'm training, that's okay. As long as you can realize that it's happening and come back instead of just like drifting and just be like, oh, fuck it. I'm thinking about my fucking grocery bill and this. And it's hard because you have a normal life and that's kind of what you do. But just bringing it back to what you're doing in that moment, I think that's that's huge. That's the goal of meditation, right? The goal of meditation, yeah. and a lot of people get it confused and they think that like, with meditation, I want to be able to create this completely clear, quiet, zen flow state mind. And it's like, it, that ain't it. That ain't why it we're ain't doing it. it. We're doing it so that you recognize when you get off the fucking reservation and you can bring it back to where your feet are. Because yeah. that's going to happen when you're with your kids. That's going to happen when yeah. you're with your wife. That's going to happen when you're doing an interview. That's going to happen yeah. when you're recording a podcast. And yeah. if that happens to you inside of the octagon, that can be you losing to Bilal Muhammad. Yes. Right? Versus I get in there and it happens. But I'm able to wham, bring it back. And I remember George yeah. talking about how one fight, I can't remember who it was, but I met Tiago Alves, somebody, but he had him in like the clinch up against the cage and he made eye contact with Cindy Crawford out in the stands. And, and he's, it's sitting like, there, he's sitting there kneeing going, this guy in the stomach and he's like looking it, about Cindy Crawford and then he catches an elbow and brings his back. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and I remember that with Bilal, I remember getting hit with a punch and I was talking to myself and I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. 
but I wasn't doing anything to, to I wasn't throwing any punches back. I wasn't trying to to show that I was fine and the ref stopped the fight. I didn't get dropped or anything, but that was my fault of just not being in not being more engaged in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. and it cost me the fight. But ultimately it changed my career and changed my life mm-hmm. forever because now I, I'm just I just think I'm a different, better person. Yeah, it's you know the goal. The goal, and I think I said this to you the first time we get on a call within the week of you losing that fight, was that this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's always my goal as a coach when I start with somebody is to say, hey, the best investment financially and of your time that you can ever make is into mental performance training, and it's going to be this this injury or this adversity, whatever it is, is going to mm-hmm. be the best thing that's ever happened to you because mm-hmm. you get that choice, man. Attitude is a decision, and you get that yeah. choice to yeah. come back and play offense. You know. Yeah. And you and like you've been there for, with me for a while. Like I've definitely struggled. Like my tour, my groin. Like I've had there were some dark days, you know. And mm-hmm. even before I got with you, I would tell myself like I was all right. I'm like I'm all right. Like I'm over the loss. But then I'd be driving my truck, and I would randomly just fucking cry. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like I know I'm not all right, but I'm telling everybody I'm all right. Mm-hmm. And my wife didn't know. Like and. And to some people, they're like, oh, it's, just, it's not that big of a deal. Like, But when you're me and you put your entire life into the sport, it's more than just losing the fight. It's losing – you lose half your money. You lose your 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 status in the in the ranking. Like, you lose so much. You lose all the time that you put into that, that training camp, you know? I've missed so many birthdays, nieces' birthdays, uh, nephews' birthdays, parents, Christmases, so many things for these fights. So when you put your entire life into it, it fucking hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but luckily I decided like to do something about it, you know, because yeah. I wasn't all right. And yeah. So it, it, I, I wanted to get better and I wanted my mind to be right. And that's, that's where we're at now. It's awesome. You know, and I, I think and you look at the guys you're surrounded to, right. You've mentioned Gabe, your strength coach, who's also, you know, works with Lane Johnson with the Eagles yeah. and Lane Lane was on our podcast recently. And, you know, a guy who's just a big mental health advocate. And here's a guy who's, yeah. who's, arguably the best offensive lineman yeah. in the history yeah. of the game yeah. and yeah. captain of the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. And here he is talking about his mental health struggles and like, dude, 10 years ago, guys didn't do that shit. No, no. They didn't do that. You know? No. So like, I, I just want to thank you. I want to thank him. I want to thank yeah. the guests that we have on here for like coming out and like demystifying yeah. mental performance and mental yeah. health and being like, look, yeah. we're all fucked up. Let's yeah, just admit sure. so, so like we're going to, we're going to talk about it and we're going to work on it. And we're actually yeah. going to have a plan that we use yeah. like a yeah. strength coach would give you a plan to get better. And that's the problem. Like a lot of guys, it's almost like they see it as a weakness. Like yeah. I was even, I was at one of my uh, teammates fight weeks and uh, some guy was, he's in the UFC buddy of mine. He was like, he was like, you use a, a mental performance coach. I was like, yeah. He was like, he was like, you like it? I was like, yeah, I fucking like it. I was like, it's helping me a lot. And he, he kind of just like, he was like, I don't believe in that shit. And I was like, that's fine. I was like, you don't believe in it, but I do. And I know for a fact, like you have shit going on that you try to get, cause guys, we want to try to keep it in and be yeah. tough. And I was the same way. Like I, w- I would tell everyone, no matter what was going on, I'm fine. Like, that's my thing. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. But you, you're not good, you know? And then guys take it to a, a further step, like, that they're really fucked up in their head and then maybe they commit suicide or stuff like that. So it goes even deeper than sports, you know, it's, yeah. but it's all surrounded by us just thinking it's not okay to, to talk about how we feel and yeah. admit that something's wrong, you know? So yeah, I'm on board hundred percent for, I tell all my guys now, I'm like, yo, talk to somebody, whether if you, if you can't afford a mental performance coach, find somebody, find someone to talk to and figure out your problems. How much of it, Sean, and you know, cause obviously we're working together and you've got another mental performance guy that you used to for, for other mm-hmm. things. Right. And yep. how much, how much of it would you say? Cause you've, you've been a pro athlete for a while is the, is the connection, right? Cause like the connection. Yeah. And I look at some, sometimes I hear from athletes, right. And then when they sit down with me, like a lot of times, whether it's their agent or a coach or somebody who sets them over, 
and they sit down and I can tell they're a little bit guarded and they're here because they're yeah. pulling over here. Yeah. And then once we start working together and I'm like, hey man, this is what we're going to do. This yeah. is what mental imagery is. This is what mind movies mm -hmm. do. This is the success checklist. This is the controllables. This is the routine. This is the breathing. This is the mindset. This is how we build self-control and discipline. And I start giving them drills and shit to do. They're like, oh, no one's giving me this. Like yeah. how much of it is different between like having like a, like, you know, someone as like a therapist and that has yeah. a lot, you yeah. know, versus a mental performance coach who's actually giving you training and exercises and shit. To it, do. Like you said, it's two, it's two different things, you know, like yeah. there's definitely therapists, which I've talked to, like, that's a completely different, they're not, they're different, but they're the same in, in, in different ways. But like yeah. me and you, like we clicked like right off the bat, you know, yeah. and um, I'm not just, I just don't come to you and talk about my feelings or this or that. Like we definitely do talk, like, like we definitely do talk a lot, but you're also, I'll tell you how what's going on. And then, like you said, you're giving me things to do to make it better or to make just to make me stronger and to make me whatever is going on, how to deal with it. And that's why I think it's the biggest one. Not that you're going to ever get better, like your mental health is or your mental strategies for winning or whatever it's going to be. It's never going to be 100 percent that. But you have to have things you can go to. And now that's what you've given me is things I can go to when things go wrong because you told me from the beginning, things are going to go wrong. I'm just going to give you things to help deal with that, you know? And that's what I think you did the most for me was just giving me things and telling me it's all right, that things are going to go wrong and that other high level athletes feel the same way you do. Like if you're not getting nervous, that's a problem. Yeah. But don't let those nerves fucking cripple you where they, where they do to a lot of guys, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of guys have gone in the fights and, the nerves beat them before they even get in there. Use those nerves, use those butterflies, use that feeling in your chest and in your stomach that everyone who has ever done anything hard or that meant a lot to them in their life, they know what I'm talking about, that feeling you get in the fucking the pit of your stomach, you know? So just having things to go to when shit does go wrong that you can get yourself back on track. Like, like I did before we started recording this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, because it's like, this is important shit, man. It's not yeah. every day that yeah. you get somebody like Sean Brady to come on and talk about the mental game, you know, and this yeah. is the cool part about this podcast is this is going to hopefully impact a ton of athletes and, and a ton of coaches and a ton of people listen to this going yeah. shit, man, Sean, Sean's doing this. I can do some of that, you know, like yeah. I, same, yeah. same thing with Lane Johnson, right. Being nominated for Walter Payton man of the year yep. for his work on trying to, to help, you know, demystify and stigmatify mental health. Like you guys are yeah. saving fucking lives, bro. Yeah. Well, if he doesn't open up, then some other kid doesn't open up. If GSP doesn't open up, maybe I don't open up. And that's yeah. a big thing too. Like I've, watched gsp since i was a kid and i always just wanted to be just like george like i loved everything he did i loved how he was a martial artist how he wasn't he was confident but he wasn't an asshole like he didn't mm -hmm. talk shit like unless you, you talk some shit to him he'd say some some canadian shit back to you that was <laughs> still very very polite you know and george trained at henzo gracie's in new york i'm a henzo gracie black belt so we had these connections but i just liked the way he went about his life and then hearing that he worked with you. I was like, I'm on fucking like as soon as Gabe told me he was like, yeah, he works with worked with GSP. I was sold. Mm -hmm. But if 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 George doesn't open up to you, maybe I'm like, ah, maybe I maybe I'll work with him, and then it never happens, you know. Yeah. So yeah. guys have to open up because maybe there's some kid out there who looks up to me and he'll hear this and then he'll open up and then he'll tell somebody else about it. So it's gotta we all gotta help each other. Yeah, and, and I appreciate you doing that. And then when you win the fight and you get interviewed in the octagon afterwards and Daniel Cormier is going, you know, Sean, yeah. look great. It was the best fight of your career, most dominant performance. Did you do anything different? And the first thing goes, yeah, I've been working with a mental performance coach, Brian Kane. I was more focused, you know? And like for you to put that out there in the fucking yeah. octagon after the fight, yeah. man, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, for, for, for every guy that does that, like you did and like George has, there's yeah. there's two or three other guys that I'll work with in the UFC that literally when when we work together, they go, you can't talk about this. I'm not talking about this. This is black yeah. ops, you know? And I think yeah. as a mental performance coach listening to this, right, there'll be mental performance coaches out there that will criticize me for like actually bringing you on to talk about what you're doing. Like this should be all private. And I yeah. go, and, and you have to know as the mental performance coach, there are athletes that will want that. And you provide that, that black ops mm -hmm. service where you don't yeah, for sure. talk about it and they don't talk about it. You do the work. Yep. 
And then there's guys like you or, or Lane or George that will come out and want to talk about it because they want yeah. to use their platform for good. And not everybody is in a place to do that mentally. And that's fine. But yeah. you as a coach, like I'm trying to utilize my platform and experience yeah. I have yeah. to bring, to bring yeah. what you're talking about to help the coaches and athletes. And, and yeah. it's been badass, man. So I appreciate you doing that. Well, that's all that you're, that's what you're doing. That's what Dr. Gilbert's doing. That's what all these people were just, you're trying to use your platform for good and to help people. And, I just think it's stupid. Like it, I get why some guys would want to try to keep it under wraps, but at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck. Like you think if if like, no matter who you're fighting, they're not going to care if you, they're not going to think you're um, a pussy because you have a, a mental performance coach or you talk about mental health. As long as you train and you beat people up, it don't matter what you do because they're still. You're still that same guy, you know, but yeah. now I think you're even like, I'm more free that I talk about it because I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Use it against me. That's right. fine. Cause I'm training to fucking kill you. And I'm going to keep training my mind the same way. And that's mm-hmm. where guys don't do it. You know, and guys think being mentally tough is more reps in the gym, more this, that shit is, that's not it. That's, mm-hmm. that's not what it is, you know? So if you're not, if you're, if it's 2020 going on 2024 and you're not, working on your your mental game i think you're i think you're leaving a lot on the table and almost could be more important than your physical because the physical can get you so far but like with me it got me to the top 10 in the world and almost into the top five but then it only got me so far you know it got me got me far but it's not it didn't get me to a world championship and that's what i want to be as a world champion and that's something i'm also okay with more now is i was so rushed i was like i want to be uh, a champion by this time and everyone has different paths like life is going to happen and i'm just okay with where i'm at right now in my career and just enjoying the process of being right here i'm number seven in the world and i just fought and i'm just i'm good i'm good whatever happens next happens but i'm not looking too far in the future and i'm not looking behind me just in the present yeah and as we say the biggest day in the history of sean brady's career is today today because it's fucking today yeah what are you gonna do today you know and that's and i fucking i live by that man it's just like Mm. what are you going to do today because everyone thinks about tomorrow or a month from now realistically you could fucking walk outside and get hit by a bus and you won't you're not going to be here next week so what are you doing today Mm. that and make sure you're you're enjoying it like i'm lucky i enjoy i was just dragging sleds down my driveway before this i was at wrestling practice this morning like I know guys who don't go back to the gym and for a month or two after they fight, like I love what I do, you know? And I guess like I'm super lucky that I get to do that, but it's fucking still hard work. There's days where I don't want to go to practice. I'm beat up. I'm cutting weight, but I get there, I get warmed up and I'm grateful that I'm doing what I love to do every single day. And it's the start that stops most people, right? I mean, even yeah. at your level, at your level, Hundred percent. It's still sometimes the hardest thing to do is get to the gym. Yeah, yeah. Once you get there and you're moving, you're gonna you're you're gonna do a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. and you're you're gonna get through it. But if you fucking wake up and you're like, I'm not going today, you just you lost the day. And we're all about winning the day. So you gotta get the fuck up out of bed and go win the day. Sean, a couple more questions, man. Specific yep. stuff that you use: mental imagery and visualization. How do you use those skills? Yeah, so we have the, which, so mental imagery is the, like the audio of you visualizing yourself okay, walking okay. to the cage and then the mind movie of you seeing yourself do it in the, into the highlights. So the mind movie, uh, the mind movies are great. Like we've had, like I said, we've done three different training camps with only one fight, but I've watched so many mind movies and it's just, just reminding it's that confidence builder of mm. it. You ours is a highlight of me, you know? So I'm watching these things. Um, hearing Chael Sonnen talk about me here in DC and all these guys. And then it's just a confidence builder, you know, just, it's just a reminder of, you know, I'm fucking, I'm a bad motherfucker. And mm. sometimes you forget that, you know, you get caught up in whatever, but I'd same thing with that. I watch it before I go into the gym or in, in the cold, wherever I'm at, I'm always getting those in. I've even probably shouldn't be doing it, but I've watched them driving, you know? So, but uh, then the, the longer form ones is, the audio, mentally, the mental imagery audio. Being in the, being in, putting myself in that, in the locker room, in the, well, even before that, getting that shower that morning, because for me, that would always be when I got the most nervous. I'm like, 
it's after like you eat breakfast, you do your shakeout, and then you're like, you get in your shower before you're going to leave the hotel or your Airbnb. And I'm like, damn, this shit's real now. So you see that a million. So I go through that. I go through the warm up, punching, kicking, hitting pads, rolling around my partners. Then you're walking out and then you get into the octagon and then just being present in there and just visualizing what I want to do in the fight. Mm. And now even deeper than that, like you always visualize the good. I would start to visualize like if I get dropped, if I get taken down, if things aren't going my way and just getting back into it and eventually at the end winning the fight, you know? So yeah, they're, 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 they're huge. You know, and, and there, we had an audio that you, that we would make, right. That would, and then it could be another thing to do in the sauna where it's like some relaxation, some breathing, some affirmation, and then we would literally play like your walkout song. Yeah, I think Gastelman's walkout song is yep. going to be from what he's used in the past. Announce, then, announce his name. Bruce Buffer cut record. from clips him, you, and then five yep. minutes of crowd noise, right? Like, yep. so it's we. I try to make that shit as real as we can for you to go through. Like, how often yep. were you hitting that? Just seeing yourself in there for the fight, doing what you do. At least. At least I was doing it on my sparring days. So like my most two important days. So Wednesdays and Saturdays are our sparring days. And I would even sometimes do it in the gym. Like I'd go in and I put in my AirPods and I would just sit in the corner in like a, like an Indian pose and I would just listen to it and I would use it as a warm up, you know? Mm -hmm. So at least two times, but the mind movies are short. So mm -hmm. I would hit them like when I'm in training camp, I'm hitting them all the time. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing that you would do for me all the time is, if you see a highlight on my Instagram, like you would add it in there, you know, so you were mm -hmm. added in like recent shit. So mm -hmm. it was always getting, it's always getting updated. Mm -hmm. Love that. And then, and then in terms of like the fight day, right. The walk from the locker room to the cage. And I've had the privilege of doing that a couple of times and I'm not getting inside of the cage and it's yeah, like nerve wracking, yeah. man. I mean, you yeah. want to talk about adrenaline spike, like yeah. <laughs> how much just in terms of you like practicing walking from the locker room to the cage and visualizing that process, getting in the cage and the routine of do you circle left, do you circle right. When you get to your corner, are you looking at your opponent and kind of going back mm -hmm. and forth? Are you putting your hands on the cage and getting water on your yeah. feet? Right. Yeah. Like how much did you visualize like that whole piece? So when you had got in there that night, it was like second nature. Oh, they were like the walkout was the most thing I would visualize because that's when like you're like, oh, like, all right, like here we fucking go. So going mm -hmm. from the locker room to the walkout to the cage, I would just I did it so many times in my mind that once I did it in real life, it was like I was excited. And I remember telling you, I'm like, man, like this is like the first time like I'm excited to go out there and do the walkout and just enjoy it. And I did it so many times. So where when I came out, it didn't like shock me, you know, mm -hmm. where I think. Like you said, you you even wanted me to go. I couldn't get in there that day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You wanted me to go and get in the get in the cage before, you know. And yeah. I think there's like you can do it at your own gym. Like you can simulate it like very very closely. But just going and knowing what you're going to do instead of being like, uh, I don't know what to do. Like you're just like looking around. So I know like I run around. I always I bless myself before I get in the cage. I circle it and then I'm back in my corner, you know. So, but the more times you do that and you see it in your mind it's not going to be foreign to you when it actually happens. Mm. A couple more questions, Sean, man. Again, this has been badass. Talk to me about the success checklist, right? We use habit share. It's a checklist. Mm -hmm. Literally use that. Just like if I was a strength coach, I would send you yeah. with, here's the reps, here's the sets, here's the exercises. Yep. That's why we use a checklist. Here's yeah. the mental game drills to do, how often, how long they should take, what mm -hmm. order you should do them, when you're going to do them, check it when you do it. It's no different than you keeping track of your weights in the weight room. Yeah. Yeah. How, how have you enjoyed having that success checklist that we use the app habit sh share for to stay organized with? It's great because like you said, all those things that I was stacking in the morning, they'd all be right there. Boom, boom, boom. Then I'd move on to the next thing. That, and then if you look back in the day, if you're like, shit, I didn't do that, you know, and then you mark it red or you mark it like you didn't do it, you know, or that gives you a chance to go back and be like, I didn't listen to the success hotline and then you can hammer it, you know? So that's what I really liked about it. And just keeps you accountable. I think for someone like me, I'm like very, I think for people who have a hard time with accountability, it'd be the best thing they could do. Like I'm very like, I'm accountable and I always stay on top of my stuff. But even for me, I'm like, man, I could be doing this more. And then you look mm -hmm. back and you're like, I was up on my phone last night. I was doing this. I was doing that. I didn't go to bed. So it just keeps you accountable on all the things that are going to, make you successful if you have everything on there your training your food 
you're this or that, all the things that you know, if you do those in that day, you're going to succeed. If you go and hit all of them, you've won the day, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it sets you up for success. And like you said, it's just these little small micro things to make you win and make you succeed in that day and just do all the right things. John, we got two more questions here, man. And then we're going to cut you loose. Uh, the importance of controlling what you can control. How important has it been for you to just get crystal clear on what you can and can't control? Huge, because there's a lot you think you can control, but you really can't, you know? And um, that was when I tore my groin, I can't control that. When um, I had the staph infection in my arm, I was in the hospital. Can't control that. You just can, all I can control is the things that I do to, to go forward, you know, what, make sure you're doing your PT, whether it's I'm in the hospital, making sure I'm doing all the right shit or same thing with a fight. The biggest thing is you can't control. I, no matter how much training, mental prep, anything I do, I can't control if I'm going to win or lose that fight. I can just give my best effort and just control my body, my physical and my mental and go in there and give my set myself the, the most success I can and just, being present, you know, and um, I think it just goes into everything in life. You know, like if you're driving and there's traffic, you can't control that, but mm. you can control if you start fucking road raging and punching, you're like, just because we all, we all do it. It's with everything, you know, you can't control a lot of things, but I can control just staying calm and just waiting for the traffic to clear ahead of me or whatever it is, you know, just controlling what I can control. And yeah, it's huge. Last question, Sean, it's the million dollar question. And the million dollar question I got from Dr. Rob Gilbert of Success Hotline, right? And he would say, what is it you know now you wish you knew then? And for us to put it in a little more context, what is it that Sean Brady knows now, year plus into mental performance training, mm -hmm. coming off of the biggest win in your life? What is it you know now you wish you knew when you first started working as a professional athlete? The biggest thing is, that it's okay to be nervous and it's normal, you know? And that's something like, I remember seeing all these guys and I'm like, man, like I remember asking people, when does it go away? It never goes away, you know? And now I remember I went out to Cowboys ranch when I was 21, I stayed there for three weeks and cowboy, when he's in the room and he's locked in, he was a world champion, you know, but he would get out there sometimes and, I guess his nerves would get to him. And I was kind of the same way. Luckily, I just won all my fights, you know, and I'd always be like, fuck, like, I can't wait for this to go away. And I thought it would with more experience. It mm. never does. But just knowing that it's okay, that it's there and you can use it to fuel you, mm. not to fucking crush you. Mm. So that's something I wish I, I wish I knew younger Sean Brady knew, but I know it now. So it's all good. Yeah, it's turning that fear into fuel to yeah. ignite into light the 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 you know the heat the house right to cook your meal yeah. versus yeah. letting that fear get so big that it burns your house down and you know I've been back there with Cowboy man I mean you couldn't have said it more clear you know and other guy and everybody goes through it I mean Cowboy's yeah. a Hall of Famer one of the best guys to yeah. do it GSP yeah. Rich Franklin yeah. these guys have all said the same thing and talked about it publicly yeah. you know so yeah. you're in good company with those guys and yeah. you know your goal is to go out there and and be in standalone company just by being the best fucking version of Sean Brady that you can be let the outcome take care of itself because you now know that the process that you have as the stakes get higher and the fights get bigger the process is the same the process works and i think you actually have a fucking advantage the bigger the fights get because now that i was thinking about this as i was on run this morning not only are you fighting sean brady not only are you fighting the guy who's across the cage from you you're fighting the moment yeah and you know how to fight sean brady and you know how to fight the moment so you got to mm -hmm. focus on one guy and the other guys who you're going to step in there with is this moment gets bigger and it goes to five yeah. rounds and the purses get bigger yeah. and it's bigger yeah. lights, right? Is they got to fight you, they got to fight them, and they got to mm -hmm. fight the fucking moment. And you're yeah. going to win the moment and you're going to win the fight with Sean Brady to just make it more clear that this is my opponent and this is what I got to do. So, Sean, man, couldn't be more grateful and thankful for you coming on here to the podcast and couldn't be more excited for the future that you have uh, inside of the Octagon and in the UFC. Thanks for being here, man. Everybody give Sean a follow on Instagram at Sean Brady MMA. Sean, dominate the day. Thanks for being here, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bri. I hope you enjoyed that podcast with UFC fighter Sean Brady. 
can't thank him enough for coming on to talk about his mental health, his mental performances, and the strategies that he's used inside and outside of the octagon for elite performance. If you are looking for more when it comes to mental performance and you're a coach, head over to briancane.com and check out my coach's certification. Join our insiders list to save $200. If you're an athlete and you're looking to work with me or a member of my team to master the mental game like Sean, head over to briancane.com and click on athletes to learn more about how we can work together today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review, give us a follow for more athlete podcasts coming out with this with great guests like Sean Brady. Thanks for being here. Dominate the day.